Hi, and welcome to episode 316 of No Crying in Baseball, the up there feeling sexy episode. My name's Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Wait, are you mocking me? Are you thinking that I'm not up there looking sexy or no, feeling no. sexy? No, no. I was just thinking that this is not a day for me to be up there feeling sexy. This is like my back to work day, which is my most miserable, unsexy feeling day nah, of the see, year. See, most so. people just call that Monday. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. It is, yeah, every Monday. So power to you. Like, I, I like you, like, raising the bar on this up there feeling sure. sexy. Sure. Well, you know, I just came back from two days at the beach, which was lovely, totally low key with my 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 neighbors, my book club friends. And the best thing about going to the beach with other moms is someone always does the dishes and nobody leaves their crap lying around. <laughs> and no one's like, God, if only awesome. that person is just not doing anything to, to, you know, like pull their weight. Everyone does everything. And there's delicious, delicious food. And there are lovely adult beverages. And mm-hmm. did I mention the beach? It was yeah. gorgeous. It was, and you had sunshine. We had sunshine and we had beach umbrellas because we're old ladies. And so we could do both. We yeah. could do both things. We read our books. We played in the water. We we, we we ate and drank and gossiped and talked about retirement because, again, see old ladies yeah. above. But um, And I also got away with talking about baseball here and there without people rolling their eyes because I love these people. Oh, Yeah, nice. it, was, it was all good. Nice. It was all nice. good. And I'm home. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. I'm happy to have you back. Thank you. Happy to be back. I did not get much in the sun this weekend, though I did do beer and baseball, and that's necessarily in that order. Um, but last week, actually, all of us went to a Nationals game, and we hadn't been, when was the last time we were at Nuts Park? Was it really Together? Yeah. Been a while. I've been once or twice oh, since, right. you know, okay. I, sometimes I see other people. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, and, and you have a ticket connection. Yeah. Yep, it's true. But yeah, but as a group, we hadn't been in a while, and it was super fun. It was, it was most, yeah, it was super fun. I mean, the Red Sox lost, which always makes me a little bit sad. So it was super fun for everybody else in right. our group who were there to root for the Nationals. <laughs> exactly. And that, that was... we were in your nation's capital at yeah. the time. Right. And that, that was Wednesday night. And so I, Thursday, they had a day game at four o'clock. So read everybody working above except for me and the end of my vacation. I was like, I could spend that day getting ready for work next week, but fuck it, I'm going to be at work next week. I'm going to go by myself for the very first time in my life. I went to a ballpark all by myself. with my, I grabbed my kid's scorebook. I got a last-minute StubHub ticket, and I went to the park and watched the Red Sox lose again. But this time with – well, well, it wasn't – I mean, you know, when we went, we were in a pretty mellow, I would say, cheering area, and I would say it was – they were definitely both – fans of both persuasions amongst mm-hmm. us right mm-hmm. when i got my my stub hub ticket it was right behind home plate in the 300 section oh nice so i was like this is a great you know so this is just you were right above the woos i was right next to the woos oh, i was, oh. <laughs> yeah which yeah. when they're not playing the red Sox, would be lovely for you well well yeah because at one point the nats were leading nine to one which is when i stopped keeping score and i was just, i usually love wooing but i just felt like i was so wooed around everybody in my section in the next section the other thing i noticed about the woo section and the section next to it it maybe because it was a day game uh, most people had gray hair Mm-hmm. And and we're probably a little bit older than me. So it was kind of like the Nats fan retiree section. Sure. And they are really boi- boisterous wooers. And actually, there were two lovely ladies next to me who brought their little snacks together. And we ended up chatting. And they just love their afternoons at the ballpark. So I, I will be one of those lovely retired I, ladies I, I someday. I aspire to that. Sure. Yeah. I may be showing you to your seat because that might be my retirement plan as being an usher. I, 
Who knows? That sounds like a good deal, right? Yeah. Get the, my steps in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and we can go up and down the ramp. There's lots of opportunities there. Oh, you know what? Nats Park did actually, and I don't know if it was to welcome the the, the Boston fans or if they even realized what, what they were doing, but there was a Duncan truck at the entrance with iced coffee, regular iced coffee. It was like such a, I thought. Wait, wait oh, what kind of iced coffee? Regular. Regular? Yeah, mm-hmm. with, with milk and sugar. So I grabbed my regular iced coffee and marched up and I was feeling like very positive and then down nine to one. But then excitement happened and the Red Sox came so, so close to making a comeback. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later because there was one particularly exciting moment. But I got to say that C.J. Abrams, who I picked this year, he's special. Actually, I think the Nats in general are going to really blow up next year in a good way, in a good way. They have turned a corner the second half of the season, which I think you're right. I think it's going to lead into next season with a lot of momentum. Yeah, well, and they've got like a couple people, you know, banging at the door to come up to be brought up. So that is a good thing. So I wasn't the only one who who went to a baseball game. My kid, who I I dragged to baseball games throughout their youth, you know, there was was definitely a a a once-a-season minimum um, and they, they grew to like it a little bit, and I think more, and they went to a Brooklyn Cyclones oh, game. I want to go to a Brooklyn Cyclones I game. That's fantastic. Coney Island they like in the it? background, they, they have did. A good time? They Yay. had a really good time. They went with three friends. They sent me a little picture. Like It was so cool to get a text from my kid saying, look where I am. I'm with three friends at a baseball game. And I'm hoping that, you know, now that they're in Brooklyn, that they might be doing that more often. And I want to go to a Cyclones game. It looks really fun. And road they trip. have they have, road trip. They have um really good um you know like like the the other minor league teams that we've gone to specials shall we say like there's yes. some cocktail special or beer special or some some good reason to encourage me to attend beyond baseball beyond baseball which is always a good reason to attend. I just realized my glass is empty, so I'm opening this. And what are you drinking? So um, we shared a beer while we were doing our prep work, but now we're on to our own single beers. And so I am trying the full count lager. From DC Brow, which I've never had before. Mm. Um, they have this so has a nice little baseball themed lager, and it's pretty tasty. Is it all right? Yeah, I'm happy with it. Okay, I'm happy. I mean, I clearly I bought it just for the novelty, but it's good. All right, power to the local beer. I am not quite so local from Wicked Weed, which is in Asheville, North Carolina. And it is a Dr. Dank. It's a hazy IPA, and it is just fine. It's actually pretty, fairly low alcohol for a hazy. So that's probably a good thing on this Monday afternoon. Could be, because I think we both had days Mm. today. So we were pretty enthusiastic about changing our days to talk about baseball and have a lovely adult beverage while we do so. I think that's going to help. Absolutely. Here we go. On today's show, our boyfriends feature Too Sexy for My Shirt, Slams, and Speed. Our police blotter is all wander all the time. Gunner gets to choose and cross-training with World Cup Soccer. Cheers. Cheers. And everybody should check out our Instagram feed to see Patty's lovely, specially ordered shirt from Obvious Shirts. It's a beautiful night for baseball, and it's appropriate at many occasions. All right, we're going to talk about those boyfriends, our baseball boyfriends, the guys we talk about every week that we so carefully picked in the offseason because they, we, they're they cool, or at least we thought we, they were at the time. More on, yeah. more on that later for me. But uh, we, we carefully researched these guys about something special or quirky 
that we like about them off the field as well as on the field. And we each have one guy per team. And I've had this really bad habit this season, especially of looking at my former boyfriends from past years, just because I miss them so much, perhaps. But this week, I'm actually kicking it off with three of my current guys. So guys that I picked for this season, which makes me feel a little bit better that I made a few actually decent picks this year. Uh, Christopher Morell. Which Excellent pick. Wow. I'm super happy because when, when we talked about him in the offseason, not very well known. And he don't need no stinking shirt. That is for sure. So this past Wednesday night, Cubs were down one to three against the White White Sox, and he hit a three-run walk-off home run, and he looked as excited as any little leaguer. Like he just was was oozing joy and running around the bases almost like leaping like a like a baby deer. And between third base and home, he took off his jer- jersey, which is something that we generally approve of. <laughs> and then when he got to home, he was mobbed by his two teammates. And I think it was kind of a group effort at taking off the rest to the point where he was shirtless. Also something that we approve of. Um, the Cubs had lost the first game of this two-game series against the White Sox, which is you know not, not happy for Cubs fans for a variety of reasons, including the fact that the White Sox are pretty terrible this year. So they barely avoided the sweep, which was super exciting. And it puts them right in the wild card standings. Or I think it's, it's a little bit of that incentive to get them up there. Um, I have a link here to try to check how far out they were. The last I saw that they were doing um, a little bit better than my beloved Red Sox, but maybe my computer connection will help me here. All right, we're going to go down to National League, and the Cubs right now are holding on to that wild card spot. So as of right now, time of recording on Monday evening, the um, the Cubs have a wild card spot. So we'll Yeah, there's see. like 40 and change games left, which, again, I'm at that point in the season where I think, oh, my God, we're at that point in the mm-hmm. season. It feels like it's like just crashing to a close so fast. But a lot can happen in oh, those yeah. games. A lot can happen. Um, both AL and NL wildcard is tight. Yeah. NL especially, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to talk about Max Scherzer, not because he's on my flock of pitchers, although he could be because he pitches for the <laughs> Rangers. And my flock of pitchers is from the Rangers. But he is not mine to talk about, except that he just moved into 11th place in all-time strikeouts by striking out my Brewer's boyfriend, Bryce <laughs> Terang. Do you see what I did there? I managed to work that into a whole boyfriend story. Nice work. So everyone is congratulating him, even though the game was a loss for Max because he's now in 11th place in all-time strikeouts. And he said, I'm here to win. I'm not here for milestones. I'm not here for accomplishments, which sounds very Max-like. Yes, Yes, it does. And I saw him this past week get pissed off at getting a strikeout counted by pitch clock because he wants to earn those. That's right. He doesn't need that help from pitch clock. Yep. All right. Another guy that I picked for this year, surprising that I didn't pick him sooner, Kyle Schwaba. Formerly from Waltham, currently with Philadelphia. So uh, the, he's part of the, the Phillies coming to Nats Park is a scene because there's a bunch of former beloved Nats. So Kyle took a, had a cup of coffee with the Nats. He wasn't here that long. But, of course, Trey Turner and, and Bryce Harper had a good long time here and became um, very endeared to to us, to the fans. And Howie Kendrick. Oh, I love Howie Kendrick so truly, madly, deeply. I didn't realize that he was special assistant to the Phillies yeah. now. So Howie came back. I don't know if he v- visited the foul pole where he left his mark. I'm sure he but, did. Oh, man. 
So Kyle hit two. He likes Nats Park a lot. He hits a lot of bombs here. He hit two home runs on Friday. And then I realized that I had not checked my lineup on Friday. So he was on my bench for the fantasy. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, but I was at a concert Friday and I went to Juanes and that's what distracted me. And that was really fun. But I did not get any credit for those two Kyle Schwab bombs. So he loves Nats Park so much that he has been here for 213 at-bats. In those 213 at-bats, he hit 26 home runs. That is one home run for every 8.19 at-bats. Look I didn't, at you, math teacher. Yeah, I was about to say I didn't calculate that myself. I just copied it from the article. Ah. But it is the best ratio of any player who has ever played at Nats Park with a minimum of 100 at-bats. And his 1.103 OPS was the best of any player ever at Nats Park. So he is the ninth best by any player at any ballpark for that home run to at-bat rate since 1906. And of any active player, he is the second best. Davey Martinez, bless his soul, said, I know he's with the Phillies, but I love him. Mm-hmm. Kyle Schwarber gets a lot of shit, though. And I've, I saw a little bit of this noise on Twitter is that he doesn't hit for the average. He's batting 182. But he has 32 home runs on the year. So this is where like my old fashioned and and I really like average is what first pops into my mind. But what is more important, knowing that you're going to score every time you get a hit or getting on base? And it depends. I mean, I don't know. 32 home runs. It's it's OPS, baby. And also Mm -hmm. it depends where you're batting in the order. I mean, you want your leadoff batter to have a higher average. You want them to get on base all the time. And you want people following them to hit them in. Yep. So there's that. So Spencer Torkelson, my my Detroit boyfriend, has a similar thing going on. His average has not been great, but he's all of a sudden really hitting for power. Oh. I always pick the guys to talk about who have the highest OPS over the past seven days. Spencer Torkelson's OPS is 1.444. Holy shit. Over the past week. So I was looking up why is it so good? What's happening? And I, I will talk in a minute about his actual batting, but I found a piece in Sports Illustrated that said that Spencer Torkelson should request an apology from Major League Baseball because of the number of bad calls that have oh, been man. inflicted upon him. There is this weirdly large number of yeah. times where he has been called on strikes outside the zone, like well outside the zone. Like he comes to bat and all of a sudden the strike zone gets very wide wow. or something to give you actual numbers so far in the season. Again, like we're two thirds of the way through the season, maybe a little bit more. He's had 34 called strikes well outside the zone last year. He had 19 total for the entire season. One, a lot of fans are like catching on to this and talking about it on X formerly known as Twitter. And one of them said, well, you know, once you have enough of those for a 30 second video, you know, it's too many, you know, it's a problem, right? Well, a fun thing about Torkelson is, This is the first year since 2010 that the Tigers drafted and, like, you know, farm team, like, developed Mm -hmm. a hitter to post a 20 home run season. The last time that happened was Nick Castellanos, who we, you know, love. So, like, this is like, this has been a long time coming and he might be that guy. So he hit homers 20 and 21 on Wednesday versus Minnesota in the same game. His 22nd home run was a two-run homer versus the Guardians on Sunday. It was his fifth home run in eight games, so his bat has totally woken up. 
He's had four multi-homer games this season, which is the third most behind Matt Olson and Max Muncy. Oh, wow. So that's a pretty good company to be keeping. Pretty youngster. And so you know, they've been, he's been interviewed about, okay, what's up with your bat? How is this mm-hmm. happening? And this is a change. Again, I said, you know, his average has not been great, but all of a sudden his batting for, you know, for power is huge. He says, even when I don't feel amazing at the plate, I feel I can still compete up there and get the job done. I think that's more rewarding than when you're up there feeling sexy and you can hit everything, <laughs> right? Because it's not like you're in a zone and you're going to do yeah. it. It's like, I can do it all the time. I can like I can overcome when I feel, when I'm not feeling it. Yeah. When I'm feeling kind of crappy, I don't feel right, I can still somehow get it together and make something happen. You know, I'm going to take that with me into my job advice. Like, I might not feel amazing, but I can get the job done. That's right. There and, we go. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to feel sexy in the public school <laughs> situation. Uh, no, no, no. But like in your brain. Stick to the amazing in part. In your brain, for right. sure. Right, right. Holy cow. So last week, I mentioned Julio Rodriguez being good at baseball. And this week, everybody knows that he is still very good at baseball. Last week, uh, go back to last week's episode to hear about his sexy defense and his August batting boost. But this past week, and excuse me, folks, I've been like super, super fucking busy today at work. So I didn't check to see how many hits he got yesterday. But he set the MLB record this week for 17 hits in four games. And I know that he hit yesterday, and I know the Mariners won, but I didn't get the the deets on it. He didn't know that he set that record until he saw it on the scoreboard. So for reference, the uh, last person to get 16 hits in four games, so four hits in each of four consecutive games, was in 1925, Milt Stock of the Brooklyn Robins. Uh, This is a huge boost for the Mariners, which is not a real happy for me because this is the AL wildcard race. And so the Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays continuing to do well are sort of squashing my just desperate last minute hopes for the Red Sox. It's not last minute yet, man. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see what happens. I'm going to talk about Bobby Witt Jr. for a second, my my Royals boyfriend who we actually saw when we were at Fenway because it has to do with Julio Rodriguez. Huh. So Bobby became the first player very recently to ever begin his career with back-to-back 20-homer, 30-steal seasons. That's insane. Well, Julio Rodriguez just joined him as the second person oh. to ever do that. So very close together. So they're like they're having like a little moment here. Um, Bobby also known for being super fast, and we saw a little bit of that. Oh man! Um, Monday, he hit an inside the park home run and made it all the way around in fourteen point three seconds, which is the fourth fastest inside the park Holy home run, shit. like home plate to home plate in the Statcast era, which I think is twenty fifteen and on. Um, number one and number two are both Byron Buxton. <laughs> Also, your guy. And number three is D. Strange Gordon. Also, you like him also, fast. I, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to move on from right. that. So just for fun, <laughs> Jorge Mateo, who's also very fast with the oh, Orioles. Oh, and so adorable. Also hit an inside the park home run this week, but no one mentioned how fast it was because he took a minute to watch it because he thought it was going out. Oh. And so I think his... His like the the total time is slower than he would okay. have liked because he got a late start. So I don't know what it was, but that's you know you watch it because you, if you're sure of it, I'm okay with you watching for a second. He certainly made up for it. He still got the inside the park home run, but he maybe had to work a little harder than he should have. I would like to catch the replay on that for the Qhar. His quality hair above replacement oh, on that sure. must be pretty good. So the the one f- really fun thing that I saw when I was at Nat, Nat's park on Thursday 
was a grand slam by Luis Urias. And it was just the most amazing setup because Luis was uh, acquired by the Red Sox at the deadline. It was a very last minute trade that nobody thought very much of. He hadn't been doing very well with the Brewers. And he was with the Brewers this season, but mostly in AAA. So in 20 games with the Brewers, he was batting 145 with one home run and five RBI. Since joining the Red Sox, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, his first three games he got he was hitting. So he's been definitely improving in his new environment. And sometimes that's what it takes is just like, you know, someplace new, some, some new influences, new surroundings. And he hit a grand slam in front of my that's, very eyes. That's so against fun to see. Oh, it was beautiful. And it, and it just instilled a little bit of hope in the, you know, previously aforementioned potential blowout. And, you know, they ended up losing, but it wasn't quite as painful because he made up so much after that. And that was against Corbin. Then Saturday, we were actually at the brewery watching the game on our phone, and he hit another grand slam against Garrett Cole. And it was in the first inning. With the first, I, th- I think it was, it was the first or second. It was his first at bat, so that made him the first MLB player to to hit grand slams in consecutive plate appearances Jeez. since 2009, and the first Red Sox to do it since Jimmy Fox in 1940. But the kicker is, he had never hit a grand slam before, not even in Little League. Now he can't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm hoping that this is a trend. I was so happy for him. So happy for him. So go Luis, especially because he's going to be facing his brother at the very end of the season when the Red Sox come to the Orioles. And we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm hoping we'll see it in person. Well, I know I know you usually have a vow about not going (laughs) to those September games, but I'm going to try to be there. Hey, um, late breaking news um, on the heels of your uh, Julio Rodriguez story is he was just named American League Player of the Week. Oh, thank you. So there is that. I thought you would know that. Yay, Julio. So Adley Rutschman, my once and forever boyfriend for the Orioles, the uh, Orioles were at Oakland Coliseum, the best dive bar in baseball, Mm. for a series. And they won – well – the important thing was they didn't get swept. They won the series, but they didn't get swept. And that's the stat we're looking for because the O's now have 79 oh, series of two or more games against a team in a row without getting swept. 78 of those are since Adley got his call up. They had you know, not been swept by the Yankees. The series immediately before Adley got his call up and they have not been swept in every single series since. That is the fourth longest streak in Major League Baseball since 1900. The longest is the St. Louis Cardinals at 125, which is, I think, unreachable. And that was 1942 through 1944. Adley's specific piece of this is it's the second longest streak to start a career Mm. since the Cards' third baseman, Whitey Kurowski, who who was part of that Mm record-setting streak. The O's invited their 1983 World Series winning team back to celebrate their anniversary, oh, right? That's awesome. And a, a week or two ago, and the O's catcher, Rick Dempsey, from that team, was also the, the MVP of the World Series, was asked, do you think this team could take it this year? And he mm-hmm. said, are they good enough? I think they are, and for one reason, because I like what I see out of Adley Rutschman. Uh. He has an effect on the pitching staff that you don't see anywhere else in baseball. And that's pretty good coming from a you know a World Series MVP catcher. That's amazing. I don't know. I think that 
the O's could do that because they have such a young team now. I mean, they're all really just coming into their own. I think they're going to keep it up next year. I, yeah, I think they've got legs. I think they've got legs. I'm not saying anything about this year. I am, like, knocking on all the yeah. wood around <laughs> me. But Rick Dempsey can say anything he wants to say because he's been there, done that, nailed it shut. Oh, man. We'll see about that last weekend. I would love to see the Urias brothers against each other. I might have to do it. All right. It might be painful. Speaking of painful, so the the baseball boyfriend picking things sometimes doesn't go as we had hoped. And so now we also have a never going to be a boyfriend list and guys who don't count anymore. Because when we when we lose guys because we can't keep them from year to year, otherwise we wouldn't have anything to talk about to you guys on, on the offseason. We keep we keep one, but we, we keep them as former boyfriends. We don't really break up with them. We like right. to keep talking about them. When but we sometimes, say let's just be friends, we mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, though, you got to pull the plug. And this time on Wander Franco, it is not looking good. And the jury is not decided yet. But I picked him last year as my Tampa pick. And and it's distressing to me to find out that guys that I have picked and I thought that I, I, I thought I knew them so well that they turn out to be assholes. I figure it's better to find out than not find out, but it would be even better if they were not assholes. So that it just kind of like makes this, me this, feel. This is the feeling that we had in the the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. when we would see these things about how great this person was, and yeah. we'd be like, "Yeah, but we know that thing about them." And you yeah. look around, it's like most people don't know the thing about them. They're perfectly happy with this. And they were like, oh, we know too much. Gosh darn it. Yeah. yeah. And I guess it is. I mean, I wouldn't want to not know, but yeah, man, yeah. It, it just kind of sucks. Anyway, what happened was last Sunday, so we're, we're um, recording on Monday, so not yesterday, but a week ago, there were some Instagram posts that suggested that he was having a relationship with a minor. So there was a photo that she posted of them together. There was another photo that she posted of her wearing his number or whatever his chain. And those have all been deleted, clearly. But she's 14. Uh, yeah. Oh. Right. He's 22. He's young, but he's an adult. And he should know better. And he's married. So there's so much. When she's 24 and he's 32. Right. I'm fine. Right. No, 14 is, is oh, gross. Mm. It's just creepy as fuck. So it's actually being investigated not only by MLB, but by the government in the Dominican Republic. They have a national is agency. Is that where she lives? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And where he's from. Yep. So the same uh, Bani, I think, is the, the town that they're from. Uh, the, they have an agency called the National Agency for Boys, Girls, Adolescents, and Family and Gender Violence Unit. So MLB is investigating separately. Two days after the post, another girl, I guess, you yeah, know, girl. 17-year-old, went to the government with her allegations. So these are two girls that have are you know being actively uh, investigated by, by the government. So Franco's 22. So he right away was kind of naively i think downplaying it he posted an instagram live of him in the clubhouse i believe it's jose seri in the background he's just sort of uh, casually denying the accusations saying things like oh people don't have anything better to do with their time what's going on and siri i believe in the background said oh yeah people are just after their money but he is on restricted leave at this point 
the Tampa Bay Rays decided to put him on leave while this investigation was coming is is going on right now. So this is a Rays decision right now, as of today, as of Monday. Actually, as I'm speaking, this could be re-upped by MLB, and actually that that turn changes the name to administrative leave until the investigation is completed. And then they can extend, and that goes for another seven days. So it's been seven days so far, because last Monday is when the restricted leave by the Rays started. MLB could put him on res- administrative leave until the administration until the investigation is completed, and then they can extend that if there is reasonable cause. And then after that, it can be extended further, as we saw with Trevor Bauer, if there is union approval. And if it's looking like he is indeed guilty, the union, I think, is pretty good at saying, go ahead and uh, keep doing that. Right now, he's still being paid, according to Jeff Passan. I mean, that that's a, a, as someone who works in HR, administrative leave means you're getting paid yeah. while whatever investigations are happening. Wow. Yeah, that's administrative leave. But so I don't know if he's referring to these extensions, maybe, or. Yeah. Or well, no, he was re- referring to the restricted leave in, the, in uh, the article that I saw. But you're right. Like with with that's what Trevor Bauer was getting paid <laughs> yep. right while he was on leave. Yep. So, um, you know, personal details. Uh, Wander Franco had never publicly talked about his marriage so his his wife's name was never mentioned Did you mention that he was married before just the second uh yeah just like super quick i think okay. at the beginning of this all right yeah so Oof. he is married to someone else to his 21 year old childhood sweet sweetheart her name was first printed this week he had he had never really talked about her talked about his marriage um never mentioned her name publicly they have two sons together. So he's 22 and she's 21. Uh-huh. They have two sons together. Wander Samuel Franco Jr. was born in 2018. That's the only one that I got news on. So that means she was 16 and he was 17. So again, you know, just couch this in. They're from a rural town of the Dominican Republic. This is not uncommon. However, having a relationship with potentially... A couple of underage uh, girls is reprehensible in any language. So to be continued, I think in the meantime, we sort of, um, you know, we just have a policy of we believe women, we believe girls. And Wander Franco is definitely on our not going to be a boyfriend list until further notice. And he has to earn his way off of that. But it's looking pretty ugly. You know, very related. Tampa Bay Rays, first place. Wander Franco, big part of that. We'll see what happens to the organization as a result of uh, this fallout. Yuck. Wow, that's huge. Um, I've been avoiding reading about that for various reasons, and I I was allowing Potty Mouth to catch me up. And, and it's pretty gross. It's yeah. pretty gross. I'm going to change the subject to something <laughs> happy and fun, Aww. but also related to the Rays, because right now ahead of the Rays mm. um, in the division are the Orioles. Oh, yeah. Rays not first place. Rays second place. Rays second place. Yeah, I'm o- way, o- way o- behind o- the o- times. O's up by three. Yeah. O- o's oh, up by three. So, and climbing, I would hope. Yes. And a big part of that is our pal, Gunnar Henderson, who is such a freaking gentleman mm. that in his post-game interview the other night after Ben and Kevin asked his question, saying, okay, we're going to let you go, he said, thank you, sir. <laughs> because he's a 22-year-old Southern That's... boy and he's got manners, but he also has a bat. Oh, my God, right. he's got a bat. So as I mentioned earlier, the O's were in Oakland. And yesterday, their final game against the A's, Gunner had 
a homer, a triple, and a double. He just needed a single for the cycle. He was, you know, three for three. Fourth time at bat, he hits down the right field line, and he kept going for the double. He could have stopped for the cycle. He kept going for the double, to which the announcer said, who needs a cycle when you can pick up your fourth extra base hit of the game? It was so. The, the the replay of this wow. is hilarious because all of his teammates in the dugout are like throwing their arms up like, what, what the hell? Why didn't you stop? <laughs> Why didn't you stop? You could have had the cycle and he's on sick and he's kind of shrugging. Like, that's awesome. you know, part of me is like, oh, it's about the team, right? Yeah. I'm going to do the best thing I can do for the team. But also I think was he in, while he was running, was he deciding what do I, what would I rather have? Would I rather have a cycle or <laughs> yeah. would I rather have my first four extra base hit game? Cause that's, Pretty good, too. But he just kind of shrugged, you know, team first. So he's fantastic, and he has definitely solidified his spot as the current front runner for the American League Rookie of the Year with his recent – on Friday night, he hit a home run that an an Ace fan threw back, which I usually endorse. I'm like, oh, that guy's going to regret it when he threw back a home run from the – possible i'm knocking oh, on wood yeah. don't worry i'm knocking on wood possible american league rookie of the year I but i think he's got it but i do like the attitude i mean I'm, I'm all for that i'm like yeah screw you guys you're you're out i want to follow up um also kind of related on do you remember we talked about the freelance yes cameraman the the yankees cameraman who had the fractured orbital bone because right. gunner overthrew first and hit this cameraman, oh, boy. you know, in in the in the camera well, right in the eye. This was July fifth. So his name is is Pete Stendel. If you remember the video, as he was being carted off on the you know on the, the stretcher right. on the little like golf carty thing, he was like doing a little peace sign, you know, and the little I'm, I'm okay, everybody. And he said in his head, he was like, I don't believe this is really happening to me. He said he was. Disappeared into the bowels of Yankee Stadium, Ooh, receiving a police a escort <laughs> to the emergency room. But uh, I'm getting a standing ovation at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Not many people can say that. Yeah. <coughs> well, there's more. He already had, and hadn't told people, a prostate cancer diagnosis. Oh. So he was planning on taking time off for surgery. Oh. He actually wasn't even supposed to be like on that camera. But there was like a kind of he needed to sub in for somebody. There was a mix up, so he wouldn't have actually been on that camera at all. He's a freelancer, so he's not employed like full time by yes. So he like picks up jobs here and there, and that's also important. So his this eye injury, which he did not need surgery for, he's not quite healed for it yet, but he's he's much better. It increased his time away from work again. Freelancer, so like your insurance, insurance and all of that is all kind of wavy. And he had yeah. planned on being away for this prostate cancer surgery as his prostatectomy prostatectomy i think i said that right Mm -hmm. but he had all this extra time then because he went out earlier because of the eye injury his his surgery was successful the cancer's out right now he looks good a friend of his started to go fund me which raised more than twenty five thousand dollars and he said the yes network paid him for the next two games he was scheduled to work Good. Because you know, again, freelance, so he only had a yeah. few on the schedule, and he didn't, he hadn't booked any more ahead because he had planned on the surgery, and so that that extra money that came in that was most welcome because freelancing is a tough way to make a living. He said, "I beat cancer, and I didn't lose my vision. 
That's I mean, he's wing, like wing. he's like so chill and so wow. lovely, and all how how many more positive things, how positive ways can we look on all of that? He did say he really did appreciate Gunner and Aaron Boone and a bunch of other people checking up on him really? afterwards to see to make sure that he was okay. And yeah. man, so he's going to be one of the very very few people in this world saying anything nice about Aaron Boone these days. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees fans are bitter to say the least. All right, so I'm going to take a little uh, a little detour and just mention a little bit of soccer, cross-training with football, which is what the, the rest of the world calls soccer except for us here. And a few weeks ago, I was cross-training with soccer and I was talking about Lionel Messi coming to Inter-Miami, and I had a lot of weird things that I didn't quite understand. And MLS is just so confusing. So, so I knew that Messi was coming into Inter-Miami which is a last place team. And I also knew that his first game, he did the winning goal against a team from Mexico. And I was kind of confused at that time as why that was happening. So what happens in the middle, and this is wild, in the middle of the MLS season, they take a break. Sure. And they start something for about a month from July 21st to August 19th is a break from action. So none of those games count toward like the 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 rankings for the season and they enter something called the League's Cup which includes MLS which are teams from both Canada and the US and Liga MX which are teams from Mexico. And so that's what was happening and that's kind of why they brought I think Messi in at that time because it was the beginning of the League's Cup kind of season and of course with Messi Messi uh Inter Miami won the league's cup and it came down to the wire though it was like down to I believe it was down to to penalty kicks I should probably look that up before I actually say shit but I think that I think that's true and the top three teams from this league's cup have a ticket to go to the Concafa Con wait Concaca there's two CONCACAF Cup. That's Conference of Central American and Canada. You know, I thought I was going to remember what these letters stood for, but I, <laughs> and, oh, Caribbean, that's it. It's it's um, Central America, Caribbean, and North America Cup. Yeah. It doesn't flow. I can it see why it would flow. be complicated to remember. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Anyway, it's it's another it's another award that potentially Messi and his team could could win which would set even more records because at this point, Messi has set the world record with his 44th championship trophy because he came in and helped the team win the League's Cup. Now, this is a last place team in MLS. For them to, you know, in that month off to come in and, and win this competitive cup with Mexican teams is super impressive and they have lovely pink uniforms. Um, it wasn't just Messi, though. There were a couple of other imports from his uh, former team in Barcelona that helped complete this fairy tale. The other big stat for him is that since joining Inter-Miami, he has 10 goals in seven games, which is pretty fucking good for an individual I mean, player. I mean, like, teams don't always have 10 goals in mm -hmm. seven games because, you know, Right, football. soccer. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it works. Sure. So... That's what's going on with Lionel Messi. But more importantly this weekend, Women's World Cup Final. Yes. And I was super happy to accidentally be able to watch it. I literally woke up Sunday morning 
and just was looking through the Washington Post online and I saw the headline that said it was in progress. And I just clicked over and watched it and I was super excited to see, well, I was super excited to see the play. I went kind of back and forth with who I was rooting for because first I was like all in for Spain. And then there was, did you see this? Did I you did. see the penalty? I did. So there was a, a controversial call on a handball. So it was somebody from England whose hand hit the ball and by the letter of the law, your hand touches the ball, you get a penalty. But it was, you know, there was uh, the headphones call about it. There was a lot going on. There was a lot right. of discussion about, is this really a thing? Yeah, and eventually they announced that, yes, they got the penalty kick. And so they took the penalty kick and they did not make the goal. And the English goalie. Oh, her save point, was amazing. She anticipated where it was going. Yeah. She, I mean, like she was on it. She was magical in that moment. And then right after that, there was a close up to her face and she very clearly said, fuck off. And at that moment, I thought, you know, I like England. I like I would like to see them come back. But. It didn't happen. And I, yeah, I saw that. That nothing. She's just like my friend Potty yeah. Mouth. I want her to do well always, but I'm still pro Spain in this one. So I was at the beach, and this this group of women that I hang with, a lot of them know a lot about soccer, and I can hold my own in pretty much every other sport, but I just can't care about soccer. And they're all excited about it. And so my job was figure out the 47 remotes to make sure that when they got up early to watch this game, they could do it. Like, oh. So my job was like, before I went to bed, then I said, like, press this button, press this button. You got it? Because again, old ladies, see above. I'm yeah. one of them. So I, I stroll downstairs a little bit after seven and they're all watching the game. I'm like, okay, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. So like, I was like completely into it for, you know, 47 minutes. And that made me, well, 45 minutes, well, 20 minutes part of it but I got but it kind of mm -hmm. I was totally drawn in by the English goalie and I'm like okay this whole controversy and her attitude they are fired up this is fun to watch yeah and she won the golden glove like she did get some yes. recognition for that she was definitely hot shit like yeah super, no that's super impressive that was super fun and I really like seeing strong women play yeah. badass sports yeah and for there's, sure. there's a lot of backstory on Spain that I just got the very we started looking on. that up we started looking that up it was like oh my gosh they're like a lot of these people are very suspicious of like the weird controlling you know the, yeah. the methods of their coach i'm like ooh. so of course we immediately did our deep dive into all of that as well yep. Oof. we have this really crazy fantasy baseball team and league whole league league i have a crazy team we all have a league yeah we have my a team's league. crazy too and you know so this week <laughs> bo still holding out a number one save me salvi has a huge jump wow. from last week and razzle I love salvi i appreciate razzle dazzle is gaining on my team has heard a's suck so mm -hmm. things are getting a little bit oh, that's close. shook. Um, the kids stayed in the same position, but they dropped in points. I think they need Michael A. Harris. I could help them with that. Michael <laughs> A. Harris. Michael Harris. Um, I can help them with that. Uh, Potty Mouth overtook at least the defense is good, which was Karen's um, not-so-awesome team in the past. So there was a little bit of movement in the force. So I, you know, for a while, everything is solid the way it is. Nothing's really going to move, and things are moving a little bit around the edges. So again... There are still several weeks left. Anything can happen, but I don't know if any of those things are going to get me yeah. out of 10th place. Once in a while, when the Wicked Awesome team complains about 
why did I lose points or why did I get points? I say, you could look that up. It's Yahoo. That's that's right. It will tell you specifically what happened that caused you to to lose points. I, I'm currently out a middle infielder again because of another day to day situation. So, I, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. Could stand another Rangers pitcher, but okay. I'm <laughs> well, not you know, better. the kids are the set it and forget it. Right, right. They They're, forgot boy, they, everything. They are leaning into that bit, and I started that damn bit, and now that bit bit me in the yeah. Okay, <laughs> never bit, mind. Bit by the bit. I've been bit by the bit. Hey, right. what's what's happening this week? So I have too much fucking work this week. This going back yeah. to work stuff sucks. So I don't know. I'm gonna watch more baseball and TV. And oh my god, my Red Sox have such a hard road to the uh, what is it? Toda row, row to ho to row. <laughs> wow. Row to ho. That's it. Row to ho. Something. Yes. It's going to be hard. They're going to be facing the Houston Astros. I believe it's four times this week and three times next week. It's just too many Astros for any, you know, I am very amused about all the articles being written about who has a tough schedule yeah. and who has an easy schedule because every team is playing every other right. team. So over the course of the entire season, the schedules are basically the same. Yeah. But this is really key, though. Like, who has a hard time when is definitely, you know, influential. And I think it's why the Braves blew up in the beginning, because they definitely had that yeah. that boost at the start. Although the Red Sox did sweep the Yankees, which made me feel just a little bit better, especially because it was at Yankee Stadium. I forgot that I have um, four v- vouchers to a Mets game no, that yeah, I am not using. So I finally forwarded those to my child, and I am, and they told me that they're getting in, char- in touch with your child. I'm hoping that he can make it down because next weekend the Angels are going to be there. And Which why is, not yeah, use yeah. your Mets ticket to see Shohei Otani, really? Right, <laughs> for sure. I'm going to suggest that we might think of a day trip in the middle of September, because the minor league season doesn't end till mid-September. Ooh. Here's what's happening. Dylan Cruz, number two draft pick, who LSU. was at low A, has been skipped two minor league levels, and he's headed to double A Harrisburg, which is not that far wow. away. Now, the double A Harrisburg team is hosting the Bowie Bay Sox, Wow. Of Jackson Holiday fame oh. for their last series of the season, which is a six-game series in, in, in mid-September. And I'm thinking, you know, it's like, what, two hours to Harrisburg? Six games? We must could be a weekend involved There must there. be a weekend involved. So I'm going to like see what I can do about doing one of those. Although, if Dylan Cruz keeps mm. this pace, he may be the heck in Rochester by that time. Who knows? Oh, but if he's not, Shannon, that would but suck. if he's not, then um, I'm thinking I might be doing a little bit of a Harrisburg trip. Ooh. Hey, I hope you guys are going to see some live baseball at any level because they're all super fun. Mm-hmm. They're all super fun. If you want to catch up with us on social media because we said something that you didn't like or we made a mistake or you love what we said and you want to know more about it, please find us in many, many ways. Sure. You can talk to us on X. Oh my God! That's you so... can only say X, formerly known as Twitter. You've got right. to say the whole thing. X, formerly known as Twitter. The artist, formerly known as Prince. The all, so, all the way. So fucking sad. Yeah. Um, we're NCIB podcast there. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying and B-Ball. We also have a Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash No Crying and B-Ball, and throw us 
like a dollar a month, like the change that you find in your car and you will have access to all sorts of perks that were really wide open to suggestions. But we're going to be posting stuff there. We give you the opportunity maybe to join us in the peanut gallery and you just have that that calm sense of understanding that you are supporting this podcast continuing. So I, we would appreciate that. We do. We appreciate you all so much for everything that you do. We want you to fight the man because that's the right thing to do. We want you to send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. like oh i could go for a nice walk because that would be good for you right yeah to a brewery yeah